0: Hey, it's A24, and you're listening to Episode 7 of the A24 Podcast. Our guests today are Elsie Fisher, the 15-year-old breakout star of our summer film, 8th Grade, and Molly Ringwald, the 80s teen icon who starred in the generation-defining movies 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, and Pretty in Pink. Elsie and Molly had never met before this conversation, and to no one's surprise, they had a lot to talk about. Hi, I'm Elsie Fisher, and... I'm Molly Ringwald. And we're doing the A24 Podcast. (laughs)
1: Uh, It's so great to meet you.
0: Oh yeah, this is amazing. Um, I actually binged quite a few of your movies last night and today. Oh my god, Um, you're amazing. Thank you. Like I can't believe I've lived so many years, you know, in the dark, not knowing about, you know, your just amazingness.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Um, If I I wish my daughter were here to actually Mm. hear you say that, that would uh, that would be awesome. So had you had you seen the movies before, or um, had you? I guess you'd heard about them.
0: I think I've seen The Breakfast Club like forever ago. Um, but last night actually was my first time watching Pretty in Pink and Sixteen Candles. You and John Hughes are just a <laughs> power team, man.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm one of, one of the reasons why I was really interested to do this conversation is because mm. everybody has asked me for years. Um, About why people still watch the movies that I did, um, Mm. the movies that I made with John Hughes when I was a teenager. And I always said, well, because nobody else has managed to (laughs) make a film that really speaks to teenagers, that really speaks to the experience of being a teenager and how sort of agonizing it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I saw Eighth Grade, and it was really the first time that I sort of had that shock of recognition, where mm. I said, okay, I'm, I mean, I'm no longer a teenager, but I have a teenage daughter yeah. and, who just graduated from eighth grade. She's, oh, that's so her, cool. <laughs> first year of ninth grade. <laughs> and um, and so I feel like I just recognized so much of that experience.
0: That was definitely something I really enjoyed about the films I watched last night.
1: So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you've been acting, um, I guess, sort of like me, like since yeah, you were a yeah. kid, yeah. Right? I started
0: when I was about five years old.
1: And how did that how did that happen?
0: So, I was living in Idyllwild, California. Uh, so, in, like, the mountains above Palm Springs. And, yeah, my dad was a waiter at this jazz cafe. Um, and one of our friends was, like, a bassist, so he would play live music. One day, I just started dancing on stage, and it was really funny. And my dad got, like, approached by these people. Oh, wow. You were scouted. Yeah. I mean, kind of, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of fuzzy in my memory being very long ago for me. But um, yeah, I mean, we sat on it kind of for a while. And then we eventually kind of rediscovered like, oh, yeah, these people like us. Um, And yeah, I just kind of started acting.
1: And and it's something you still have decided that you want to continue doing?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Especially after eighth grade.
0: There were points definitely in my career, like multiple times where I was considering stopping just because I mean, like, I wasn't getting jobs. And it's like, when you're younger, I mean, you gotta kind of think about what you wanna do for your life. And I would be like missing so much school for auditions and then not getting jobs.
1: Yeah. I, I that was definitely my experience was that in sixth grade it was really hard, and then in seventh grade I I did my first movie when I was mm. uh, thirteen years old. It was mm. called um, Tempest, and I went to Greece and Rome. Oh, and, how cool! Yeah, it was a really uh, amazing shoot. But my parents didn't know whether or not we were ever going to go to Europe again because mm. <laughs> we had never been out of California. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we didn't know that you know I was going to have this career that you know that just suddenly you know yeah. exploded, and you know, so my my parents decided that it was an incredible opportunity. And as long as we were in Europe, we should go to London and Paris. So mm. they made this decision. And then I ended up uh, missing the first month and a half of eighth grade. Oh, wow. Um, which if you've uh, survived eighth grade, yeah. you know that that is not it, oh, what yeah, you do. You, you can't do. do that. No, you can't because everybody just forms their cliques. And, yeah. And, you and you it's know. like
0: that. I mean, middle school is hell. But that year especially is like I feel like so many kids change during the summer of seventh to eighth.
1: Oh yeah, like
0: it's it's so weird.
1: Yeah, and what and what's your experience from eighth to ninth? Do you think that there's as big of a difference between eighth and ninth?
0: I think in my experience, I've definitely seen kids mature a lot more, um, and I mean that comes with every grade, I think, for the most part. But yeah, I don't know, and and cliques actually kind of stopped happening. I mean, like, everyone just kind of knew each other. There are definitely friend groups, but I feel like everyone's a little more accepting of each other, I guess. Well, that's, or, I mean, that's encouraging. Yeah. I mean, I feel very lucky, and I mean, <laughs> especially watching, you know, stuff like Pretty in Pink. Like... Thinking of my experience, I feel very fortunate because, um, <laughs> I mean, I've never really had to deal with, like, mean, rich kids or any one of that sort, I guess. Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. That's good. What was I going to ask you? Um, oh, I know. I mean, sort of switching topics a mm. little bit. But what what was your uh, – I'm just sort of curious what your audition process was mm. like for eighth grade.
0: It was actually pretty standard. So, um, well, fun backstory. So this was like the third point in my career where I was really considering quitting acting because uh, I, I hadn't worked like in a while before this.
1: I have to say just, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, just, no, yeah. it, it really, I just love that you're talking about points in your career when you're 15 mm. years old. And when you get to be my age, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it seems like there are so many points in oh, your career. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I think that, I mean, personally, I think that, you know, you're going to have a very long career. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and this is just only the very,
0: very, yeah. very I beginning. Mean, it's really interesting now to like, kind of think about it as a career because it's always like it's never been a hobby quite but you know it wasn't the main focus in my life but now more so it is uh so this was kind of another low point in my career for me at least just personally and I was trying to just focus on school and um I really like illustration so I was thinking about doing like an art career and all this stuff and I was actually a really really big fan of Bo's comedy um (laughs) so uh yeah, I, I got this audition, and my dad emailed it to me, and I saw it was a director session with Bo Burnham. Um, Did that make you nervous? Oh, I mean, everything makes me nervous. <laughs> auditions in general are just so scary. Yeah, they're awful. Yeah, they're the worst. But, um, yeah, I was very nervous. Because, I mean, you know, I don't get—at least at that point, I'm much more fortunate now, especially right now. But I, I don't get to meet a lot of people I respect, or at least I didn't. But, um, Yeah, so, I mean, I was really excited and I was really intrigued by the script because Kayla, I mean, she talks very similarly to how I do, as you can tell by listening. (laughs) Um, But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I was really, really intrigued because, I don't know, I've been on so many auditions for teens and and you know even older children because I look like a baby Um,
1: um, you do (laughs) a little bit
0: a baby with acne in
1: the in the nicest way
0: thank you (laughs) a beautiful baby (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) um but yeah I mean like they're all so articulate and that's like I mean that's just not realistic in my eyes so it's a little harder for me to get into it and get into the scene um but also I mean I like I have s- struggles speaking sometimes I have a little bit of a stutter and you know just some vocal things that like you know when you're supposed to have this insanely articulate person in an audition and you have like a vocal whatever it it's like so embarrassing when it happens you know <laughs> um Yeah, but I mean, I went into the audition and, you know, I felt really good about it because Kayla did speak the way I I kind of do. Yeah, and I mean, I walked into the room and Bo was just so nice. I was so worried he was going to be like, this asshole because I mean some casting directors are and yeah and I mean I walked in and it was just such a good energy and I remember really distinctly um I was sitting down at the audition and I knocked the script off my lap <laughs> and I got so embarrassed I've done and, like, that my face was very red and, as it gets um and like he was just like it's it's perfect it's in character you're all good and I'm I just felt a wave of relief I had, I'm,
1: I'm I'm sure that that's mm, probably what what got you the job I mean, I mean from from what I <laughs> right, right. from what I read, he's he said that you were you were the only one that came in that that he believed.
0: Yeah. That everybody
1: <laughs> came in and and they seemed so confident and and uh, and he also said something that really resonated with mm. me, which is that shy people try to act confident.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: and very often they end up talking too much. And um and I and, and Kayla definitely does that in the movie. And, yeah, yeah. and I definitely still do that in oh, life. Me right now. Where, well well, we're supposed to talk. So For sure. I that was something that just really really spoke to me mm. and just that she just can't stop talking and, and I and I really I mean, not only did I recognize that in in my young self, yeah. um, but I recognize that in my in, in myself now. Um, do, do you feel that that, um that you guys sort of developed, a, like, a special connection? Do you feel like, like yeah. he was... Um, oh, absolutely. He was. Uh, I mean, he seemed like an, an amazing director <laughs> because he got such great performances.
0: Yeah, I mean, he really is an amazing standalone director. I've, I've never had the pleasure of working with someone so talented. Personally, like, friendship-wise, we're very similar people, and that was really special to, like, meet someone like that and, and get to work with them so closely. And especially someone who's, like, not in my demographic... Yeah, that like that was so special to me, and I feel very lucky. Was there some Vine that he did? Because my daughter Matilda <laughs> told me, if you ever meet him, you have
1: to tell him that I really love blah 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 Vine, and I can't remember what it yeah, was. and I, I mean, didn't see
0: it. The, he has so many. I'm I'm trying to think of an appropriate one because <laughs> like his most famous is like. I, I won't get into it all right. all yeah. right. <laughs> but he is he has quite Levine career. <laughs> um, but does he have
1: any um uh, teenagers and like what made mm. him want to to do a movie about teenagers because it mm. I, I'm sort of curious about that because. I don't really remember that much what it was like to be a teenager. I right, mean, it's right. kind of a little bit of a blur. I remember that things, oh, like, yeah. really sucked. You know, <laughs> there were there were some great things. I remember, like, a lot of highs and a lot of lows. But, you know, the, the, the sort of details have become a little bit blurry, but they weren't so for John. They were very specific. Like he Mm. still remembered his locker combination. And, um, (laughs) and I thought it was interesting because he didn't have any teenage kids and he wasn't a teenager himself. uh, And yet he was able to, to channel that. And I was just curious about, about Bo, like how was he able (laughs) to write something that was so, um, that was so true to uh, Mm. the teenage experience? Yeah.
0: I mean, I think a lot of it well, first of all, it comes from him right now. I mean, he's said multiple times, like, Eighth Grade is a very deeply personal movie for him because it's not about him when he was a kid. It's about him right now or, like, you know, just oh, that's someone... that's interesting. Yeah, just someone who's feeling the same things. And, I, I mean, I think that's really amazing because, I mean, it, it just addresses kids in such a mature sense, which I don't think we see a lot. Yeah. Because, I mean... I'm kind of a older kid but um, we're feeling like actual emotions that we can relate to adults, you know, or adults can relate to us either way.
1: Yeah. Um and and those feelings never really go away. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I they, mean people get better, yeah. I think about covering them up. Oh, of course. And, you know, but but they I think I feel like they always feel the same way. I mean, everybody mm. wants to be liked. Everyone is worried about, you know, not being confident or not saying the right yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I think uh, just specifically for, like, Kayla's inspiration, uh, because I know he wanted to write about anxiety, and that's kind of what based the movie, but part of it was also, like, realizing that... uh, You asked if he had any teenagers in his life, and while he doesn't have, like, actual kids, um, I mean, he had a comedy career, and a lot of his most devoted fans were young teenage girls who were relating to his songs, and, um, yeah, I think that's part of also... Like what inspired him? Because um, people, you know, even if they don't match up demographically, they can really relate to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I wanted to ask you about Mm. um, about anxiety, because I Mm. feel like anxiety is something that we talk about so much more.
0: Mm. Than,
1: um, than when I was a kid or a oh, teenager. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the only time I ever even heard that word was was this Mel Brooks movie called High Anxiety, <laughs> and I was sort of like, "What does that mean?" Right, right. Um, but it's something that we talk about a lot now, and it's also something that yeah. I feel like teenagers um, deal with a lot more. Mm. I mean, yeah, no,
0: no, absolutely. I mean, I, I personally feel like a lot of that is with growing up with social media. Yeah, uh, because I mean, like. I could go into a long, long speech about this, but like all of your mistakes are now permanent. Yeah. And that is terrifying. Yeah. Number one, you're posting pictures of yourself, and pictures are like they, they have to be perfect now because you can retake them so many times. Yeah. You know, you can delete your picture, but it could still be on there somewhere. Do you have social media? I do. Tragically, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, when when did your parents let you get social media?
0: Um, maybe twelve. My yeah. dad's shaking his head over there.
1: <laughs> oh, he's he's putting up uh, his finger like he like you were older.
0: Yeah, I um, mean it was
1: in that range. Though I I feel like that was the age that that we let um our we I we have three kids mm. and. Uh, Two of them are nine years old, so Mm. they're not on social media at all. But, you know, Matilda is. Mm, mm. And our decision was or, you know, my my thinking um, was (laughs) because I think I was wrong. I'm going to say this and I'm going to take credit (laughs) for it because I think I was wrong. I felt like... um, you know, this was something that she, you know, that she's going to have in her life, and mm. um, and she needs to learn how to use it responsibly. Right, right. But I don't believe that you can really do that when you're when you're that young. Yeah, I um, mean,
0: I don't think you can use social media responsibly. Period. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a messed up thing if you really think about it I mean marketing social relationships yeah which is so insane and I mean yeah so
1: why are are we on it why why do we because this is a conversation that I'm having with myself actually every day
0: if I had the answer to that I probably wouldn't be on it myself (laughs) yeah um I don't know I mean I think a lot of it is we really crave friendship Mm -hmm. because and connection right yeah and connection and I mean the internet brings some amazing people together and it, it gives voices to people who don't have them and, you know, it does so many good things for people, but it's become kind of demonized in a way. I yeah. mean, I, I think... I think we should have stopped at MySpace. That was good enough. <laughs> Do you remember MySpace? I never actually had one. I just, I hear the legends of MySpace.
1: <laughs> I remember MySpace. I, I, yeah, it's weird. It's weird to me to think that I remember yeah. when Facebook started. I remember yeah. when, I remember when there was my, I remember Friendster. Mm. You know, I actually remember <laughs> not even having um, the internet, which just seems crazy to oh, me yeah. now.
0: I mean, that's kind of insane for me to think about for so many reasons because, I mean, I'm someone who's grown up with it. Thinking about being my age and seeing, like, movies of kids my age going out alone mm-hmm. without, like, a phone is insane to me. Yeah. Because, like, I'm, I mean, I can leave the house, but I rarely do because anxiety. But, <laughs> um, like, the thought of being outside and not having, like, a direct helpline in your yeah. hand is crazy. Yeah. Like,
1: I yeah. I moved to uh to Paris when I was mm. in my 20s and I remember going to Paris and not having a computer and not having a, a, a phone, phone and not having GPS.
0: Wow, yeah. I yeah. mean, you
1: would just you would go out and if you couldn't learn how to read a map, then you just got lost. Yeah, and you had to figure like... out how to ask somebody, you know, how to get home mm. in a foreign language. I mean, it was just you know, but I think that it was it was really good for me, and I sometimes oh, worry that that teenagers now just aren't developing I, those skills.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, part of why I'm afraid to leave the house without my phone is because like I've never been exposed to a world where I you know do leave the house without my phone. I mean, when I was a kid, I would walk to school, and that was about like it. And <laughs> I mean, like this happened like once a month. <laughs> uh-huh. um, it's so weird to think how reliant we are on it for like. Not even just social reasons, but I mean, like safety reasons too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but I was wondering if you feel like um, political as mm. as a teenager. I mean, I, I, yeah. I'll just I'll just start by saying I, I didn't feel particularly. Um, Political as a teenager, I feel sure, yeah. very political now, and mm. I um, I define myself as a feminist. You know, I get a lot of pushback from my daughter, who feels that I make you know I politicize everything, and mm-hmm. she and she feels really um, kind of I guess a little oppressed by that, and so mm. she's she's sort of a little bit um, more conservative. I would say I feel like there's no way not to be polit- like it seems oh, yeah. crazy to me not to be able to and again I mean be that uh, with, political now
0: with the internet seeing everyone's opinions. I mean. It's a lot. I mean, do you
1: and your friends talk about that kind of stuff?
0: Sometimes. I try not to involve myself too much. I mean, I have my opinions on certain matters, of course, but like I'll educate myself on stuff, but I don't want to have these discussions right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there are more educated, intelligent people who can, you know, speak for me. And it's not like I can do anything with my opinions. I can't vote. I yet. can't do anything yet. really yet. <laughs> Very of soon. You'll be we'll able see. to vote. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if, do you feel mm, like
1: if you if you could vote, you would?
0: Oh, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it, it's it's hard to, you know, pick sides on things because you'll always find something wrong with uh, e- either side on any issue, I think. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you got to weigh out the good and the bad.
1: And so how do you feel like you do educate yourself? Because I, I, mean, I, I love that mm, you want to, to do that. And I and I feel like I really tried to mm, do that um, when I was a teenager where I would, tr- you know, listen to people. I, I, yeah. I tried to do a lot of listening because, um, yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. I felt that there were people that were more educated <laughs> and more, you know, intelligent or more life experience than I mm. had. So I, I really tried to, um, to educate myself as much as I mm. could. So how do you do that? Because I, mean, I think kids today yeah. really educate themselves in a different way because of the Internet.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, a lot of it is literally Twitter, I think, is how a lot of teenagers educate themselves politically. Um, I'm very fortunate to be in a position where I get to be around a lot of adults. We're not starting political conversations all the time, but I can still listen when, you know, an issue arises and they have a comment. Um, And, you know, when it's someone I respect, um, I generally tend to agree with their opinions. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I try to listen to both sides of the story. I mean, like, I sometimes watch, like, people who have Awful opinions I completely disagree with on YouTube or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, just to maybe see their line of thinking and you know, inform myself on how I would argue their opinion or if there are some points I agree with mm-hmm. to like different opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what do you and your friends
1: usually talk about? Mm.
0: Uh, so when we do have rare chats, uh, a lot of them are in the LGBTQ community, so we talk about rights. Um, so that's political. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I think especially there are maybe a little uncomfortable talking about it because I'm a few years younger than them. Uh, most of my friends from high school are seniors right now, and I'm a sophomore. Not that they don't respect me, but still, it can be weird, and uh-huh. I understand it. But yeah, I mean, like... Again, it's not too much stuff, but when we do, it's it's mostly just our comments on things. This is how we believe it should be done, and and someone prove us wrong so we can get a better line of thinking. That's great. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's encouraging.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm sort of uh, uh, doing all of the
0: uh, here. I'll I'll pull up my notes. You it. Oh, you have you made notes? Well, a twenty four sent them to me, but same thing uh so yeah both of our characters have uh like a relatability they're very relatable I guess is what I'm saying um and I'm interested to think why you might think that like your characters that you play are very relatable I mean especially in in like 16 Candles and Pretty in Pink I definitely related to those characters a lot and I'm just interested to hear why you think they might stand out
1: um well I mean I think that for me, the reason why people have connected to the characters mm. that I played um, is, I mean, pretty similar, I think, to you, mm. too, is that um, I didn't look, I mean, you sort of touched on this earlier, mm. but I didn't look like an actress. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I looked like a person.
0: Mm. And,
1: um, you know, I was I was sort of a little bit gawky. Um <laughs> and um I think it was it was sort of non threatening to oh, people. And I've never
0: considered that point of view actually.
1: Yeah. I mean mm. the character that I played in, in the Breakfast Club mm. was the character that was least like me. I think mm. I was really I mean of yeah. of all three of those characters, I was probably um the most like Samantha mm, and yeah. and the character from Pretty Pink actually that that yeah. movie was actually written for me so yeah, yeah it was the only one that was actually was written it, was after Was it directed by John Hughes?
0: No like, that, was one, that was the one that was
1: the one that was not directed by him mm. but it was produced and it was written and yeah, it was okay. it was written after we did the Breakfast Club so he he already knew me pretty right, well yeah. so he knew that I could play that character and mm. I think he he drew a lot of Uh, That (laughs) character on on who I was.
0: That's so cool. And
1: it was sort of uh, the character... of Andy and and Ducky, you know, Andy was my mm. character, and Ducky was my my best friend that was played by John Cryer. Yeah. and but that character of Ducky was based mm. on my best friend, who's mm. who's still my best friend.
0: Oh, how cool! Which is
1: one of the reasons why I always say that Ducky's gay, mm. um, much to the consternation of you know people who want to believe in like that. That yeah. Andy and Ducky should have been together yeah. in life, and I'm like, no, they shouldn't have. No, been I mean, because like
0: there should also just be more representation of female male friendships. Yeah. In, in in media because I feel like in so much, especially with young kids, they are the obvious lovers and they're going to get together. But it's like, no, I mean, yeah. sometimes people of different genders can just be friends yeah. and they might misunderstand their feelings for one another because I mean it can be confusing when you're a kid and you have all these hormones, but yeah. he so genuinely cares for Andy and it's yeah. like it's so beautiful to watch, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I and I also believe that, you know, the the connection that we had in the movie, mm. which really did seem very real and genuine, it didn't it didn't seem romantic to me. No, I mean, yeah. It, I feel
0: like it would have kind of not, I mean, been a little ruined by romance. Yeah.
1: I mean, Did your dad just text? My you My dad texted me to stop saying um.
0: <laughs> Thanks. It's impossible
1: to talk if you if you think about saying um. I if you stop saying um, then I'll try to stop saying like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man. <laughs> Um
1: see I just said it now. Um See I just said it again. Oh my god It's
0: impossible. It's
1: impossible. Leave us alone. We are nerds. Here, turn this over. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, one of the things I was gonna say about um about that relationship between Andy and Ducky is is the fact that um is that I believe, you know, everyone always says, you know, what happened to these people, mm. you know. I, I I there's not beyond a shadow of a doubt I know that Andy and Blaine didn't stay together. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's what I believe. But I believe that Andy and Ducky are still friends, you know, yeah. all these years later. I mean, it,
0: it really just is so genuine, their friendship. I mean, like, he talks about marrying her, but, like, when you care for someone that much, it's just so hard to de- describe what you're feeling, I yeah. think. Uh, have you had anyone like that in your life? Do you
1: have, um, I mean, obviously you have friends, but do you yeah. have people that you've been friends with for a long time? And
0: I mean... Honestly, I'll be quite frank, the closest thing I have to that is actually Beau. I mean, I really, really care for him. hes I feel so incredibly lucky to know him as a person. And I mean, I've always been kind of like a social outcast at school. That's another reason why this entire experience has been so amazing for me.
1: I heard that you um, that you have a, a that you like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah,
0: I have my own podcast actually. Um, it was really exciting. We just had po- uh, Patton Oswald on it oh, as wow. like a guest star. Yeah. Oh, he's really nice. He is the nicest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it's pretty crazy, but his his wife um, mm. Michelle, who who died, yeah. um, you know, the mother of his uh, child. Um, I mean, this is a weird little aside, but she wrote a book, the gold- yeah, yeah, about the Golden State Killer, and um, the Golden State Killer was originally called the East Area Rapist, and oh, wow. and he he was found like right where I grew up
0: oh, in Citrus Heights. That's and we terrifying. didn't even know
1: she named him the Golden State Killer, um, and they didn't even realize until that they
0: were the same that person. they were the same
1: person. That yeah. is. Crazy. I know it's really, really frightening.
0: The world is small, but sometimes yeah. not in good ways. Yeah,
1: I was going to ask you um, though about Dungeons and Dragons because my brother mm. was a big D and D player. Oh, that's so cool! And he and he tried to get me into it, or I, I tried to get into it when mm. I was a teenager. But I was already acting quite a bit, right? Then, right. And I and I couldn't do it because it felt like it almost it almost felt like work to me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I, I think I see it as improv practice for me. Oh, that's I love comedy. I'd love to do stand up someday. And I, I mean, just in general, having a good sense of humor is, you know, very important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have one of your friends write the story and you have to, you're, you're playing a character, of course, but I, I mean, you can do whatever. So it's really nice to create stories with people like that.
1: I never thought of it that way.
0: Mm, How, I mean,
1: when it, did you get into it?
0: Oh, th- this year. Oh like okay. very so it's pretty pretty recent. Oh yeah, yeah because okay. it can look very complicated from the outside.
1: Yeah, I, I just could never figure out how to do. I mean it just it's just seemed very complicated yeah for to sure. Me. I mean
0: there's lots of math in it and are you good with math? I, surprisingly, I, I don't know if I'd consider myself good, but I really like math and I, I have to think about things very logically. My, my, <laughs> I was never
1: really actually that good with with math and the only way my parents could get me to learn math was to put it to
0: music. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there must be a connection between the two. I mean, yeah. there is. But, yeah. um, <laughs> so we've been talking about your daughter a little bit. Uh, do you think or have you taken her to see in eighth grade yet?
1: No, actually she um went to camp. It was the first time. She'd mm. only actually ever been to camp once before and it was she did not like it and mm. said that she was never ever going to go to <laughs> camp again. And uh you know, I think I, I'm not sure, but I think um it might have had something to do with the fact that I went to camp um and um, maybe yeah. you know she was sort of intrigued by that. So that she decided so cool. to go, but you know, I mean I'm I'm a mother and I was just really nervous to yeah, send her yeah. To, you know, this foreign country, I thought, like, what have we done and oh, how is yeah. she going to, you know, like she's not going to have phone service and she's going to get lost and what's <laughs> going to happen and she's not going to like it. And she's not going to be able to talk to people, you know, and I was just really, really uh, stressed out. Mm. And there were a couple days <laughs> when I wasn't. Oh, my God, if she ever hears this, she's going to kill me. <laughs> but I was really um really just kind of missing her and then I, the, I do this show called Riverdale and um, oh, yeah. that the actress who uh, plays Betty Lily Reinhart mm. was the one that told me about 8th grade because mm. she said that she heard something about it and, and um, really wanted to see it. She was really looking forward to it and so um, on her recommendation I looked it up and then saw the trailer and then sobbed oh, <laughs> and man. then I showed it to my husband and you know sobbed again and then I showed it to you know to everyone and I just you know missed her so much and I mean she's mm. she's different than Kayla she's not um, exactly like that character like she, um, she's actually pretty careful about mm. what she puts online and that's probably that's because good. I've been talking to right, her yeah. about that and I've always I think drummed it into her head mm. you know This is permanent. Yeah, yeah. You know, even if you think it disappears, you know, it it never really truly disappears. Yeah, of course. So I think she's been pretty careful. um, And she hasn't, you know, she doesn't do what Kayla does. You know, she doesn't make um, (laughs) videos videos or anything like that. So anyway, I ended up seeing the movie when she was in France, mm. and um, and I don't know if she's seen, if she's seen it yet. Mm. I I almost think that um, because she just went through eighth grade, it right. might be a little bit hard to watch right now because mm. it's it's still very um, I, I close. Think
0: she is she in high school right now? Yeah.
1: Well, she's in um, ninth grade, which ninth grade, yeah, that's yeah. that's high school now. It
0: might it might be okay. I mean, it's different for every person. Um, but I think after you start the new school year, immediately the last one is like. I mean, you're kind of embarrassed of yourself, but you don't sympathize as much, at least for me. You know, in seventh grade, I was like, oh, sixth grade me? Such a dork. And then as soon as I moved to eighth grade, I'm like, seventh grade me? She thought she was so cool. She's a dork. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm just mean to myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think once you're actually out of it, it's better. Yeah. Actually, kind of, some of the coolest responses we've gotten from people who've seen the movie have been freshmen. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, they can relate to it the most without cringing as bad. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah,
1: it's a little easier. Have you ever watched it with people that are your age?
0: I haven't watched it in a while, and I did it mostly while we were in, like, the film uh, festival circuit and all that. I have definitely gotten to do Q&As, though. Uh, We had those free screenings across the country for eighth graders or, you know, teenagers, Mm -hmm. uh, and that was really cool to see the response
1: what what are some of the most interesting um uh things that that other eighth graders have said
0: um i mean if we're gonna say interesting the most interesting for me is when people don't relate to it you know everyone has their own experience but like i i feel like no matter who you are you can find something to relate to Mm -hmm. i mean whether it's the anxiety or you know even i went to a pool party once and it kind of sucked i don't know in terms of good things uh
1: yeah.
0: Uh, it's really interesting to see them relate to like Josh Hamilton, for instance, who plays the dad or I mean. Who's fantastic in it. Oh, he's so great. And uh, Gabe, who's played by, get this, Jake Ryan. It's his name. <laughs> I saw that.
1: That's on, his real name. On IMDb. Yeah. It's kind
0: of amazing. <laughs>
1: Um, one thing that that I just remembered um, as we were talking about it, I was thinking about the different scenes um, in the movie is there's a, a really incredible scene where, I mean, she's she's basically um, being sexually harassed mm. by this boy. Um, and she finds herself in this situation and trying to I mean, it kind of makes me tear up thinking about it because I imagine my daughter
0: oh, man. in a situation yeah, like that. Yeah.
1: And how she's try like how she negotiates herself yeah, out of, of that course. situation, and um, and I found it really upsetting and very I mean yeah. it's weird because it's it's funny at the same time because your your character but at the same time it's it's um it's yeah it's it makes
0: you incredibly nervous yeah when you're Mm -hmm. watching
1: it how how did you feel um shooting that scene I mean what was what was what was that like Mm.
0: I mean I won't lie um I mean I, I tried to treat every scene in the movie the same and not give any scene more weight I guess not that the car scene isn't incredibly important especially in today's culture but I don't know I mean I I can't think very mechanically about what I do otherwise I will start freaking out yeah uh it's such an important situation because I mean a lot of people not just girls I mean boys too um anyone really can be traumatized by these kinds of events when nothing really happens but something did happen it's just it's so hard to communicate how you were feeling and Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the only ways to really get that through is to show it, and I mean, you've you've been sympathizing with this character the whole time, and and you know you you see her in the car, and it's just like oh yeah, I mean you really really feel it with her. Yeah, how much of the movie was
1: was improvised?
0: Uh, a lot of with like the teenagers, uh, a lot of their banter in the mall was improvised, and and. Some of the like kids and in, in the in the background they were doing improvised stuff. Um, but the only improvised scene I had was uh, the Rick and Morty exchange between uh-huh. me and Gabe. I had free reign to throw in an and and an um in when I was talking, but uh, for the most part it was all scripted.
1: Wow, that's amazing. It's I mean, insane the, to think about. Yeah, it, that I mean to me that just says that he's he's a really great writer. Oh yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it's really incredible. I feel like I just was given a perfect environment to be honest with this character. And, and you know, I, I was really allowed to be vulnerable and mess up my words um, mm-hmm. and, and just treat it honestly, I think. I mean, I've I've been fortunate to, uh, enough to, you know, what film sets I have worked on, they've been incredibly welcoming environments. Mm-hmm. So I feel very lucky. You
1: so, know How long was the shoot?
0: Two months. Actually, I think it was... Twenty eight days exactly. It felt like forever, though.
1: Yeah, of course, everything feels like forever when yeah. you're when <laughs> when you haven't been alive for for that long. Oh yeah, that your your sense of time completely changes uh, yeah. when you're older.
0: <laughs> I I wanted to ask you, by the way, I didn't find a natural way to bring this up, but like, um, you were acting at such a young age. You started. How do you feel, um, having that around, like you know yourself from a different time? Well, it's, it, it's pretty strange. I mean,
1: I feel like there, mm. there are moments in my life that were captured on film that yeah. that everybody else has seen. Like, literally, my first kiss is on screen. It was with Sam Robards. Oh. I was 13 years old. Uh, it was in my first movie, Tempest. And, mm. and we had to kiss. And, mm. you know, I mean, we weren't like making out or anything, but it was like a real kiss. And right, I yeah. And I had never, ever kissed a boy in my life. And I was, I was incredibly nervous about it. And I had this line, well, um, I'm a virgin, so I guess that's all there is. And then he kisses me again. <laughs> and I'm leading up to doing that scene. I was just so incredibly oh, nervous yeah. about it. But I didn't want to actually talk. Like, I was trying to act a lot more confident than I felt. Right, and, right. you know, and and everybody was sort of, like, teasing me about it. And and then you can see, like, the vein on my neck pulsing. So, oh, like, man. like boom
0: boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's gotta be terrifying it, I mean, it was
1: it was ter- i mean it's kind of terrifying in real life but yeah, imagine yeah. doing it you know in front of other people and then and then it's preserved yeah for life I mean, and it's and it is strange to me to have absolutely. this this uh this very personal experience shared with all of these people yeah and like i said there's just no way that you can really act that you know i've seen those movies a number of times and then they become like that just becomes so much a part of my memory mm. that you can sometimes forget other things that happen. Like the Criterion Collection um, just released um, the Breakfast Club, mm. um, and and then they did these interviews with us, and then they 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 included all these um, scenes that weren't in the you know because apparently the original cut was like two and a half hours long, oh, or three wow. hours long or something like that. Mm. So they included all of these uh, these scenes. And when I was watching them, like in in these unreleased scenes, there was a, a monologue that I had about why my character was in detention, yeah. and I had completely forgotten about it.
0: Oh yeah, like
1: and so suddenly my memory completely changed. That's the thing that's really strange yeah, is yeah. that you is that these movies really permanently affect how you how you remember things. Yeah. I mean, that's been my experience. Um, I mean, know.
0: for actors, I feel like movies kind of were social media before social media, mm. in a sense. Because I, just like that permanence, especially of like having yourself. And I, and I mean, sharing it with other people, too. That's insane. Um, and I mean, to think we do it on such a large scale now is crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean. Well, that becomes your memory.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's yeah, it's so weird.
1: <laughs> um, are we out of time? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> Should we?
0: Uh... Should we wrap it up? <laughs> <laughs> um, such a pleasure to talk to you. It's great to talk to you yeah. too. Thank you very much. I mean, yeah. This Thank you. Great. Thanks.
1: Thanks for coming in, and and uh, and I wish you the best of luck with your career, and likewise, and and, uh, and the rest of high school too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right.
0: Thanks for listening. The A24 podcast is produced by us, A24. Special thanks to our editor, Tom Wyatt, and Robot Repair, who composed our theme.